a No Direction Network production. Brought to you by Roll20.net. Played on the Roll20 virtual tabletop using their officially licensed War for the Crown Adventure Path digital conversion. This is Adventurous. They had infiltrated the Tanager Jubilee, the annual Founders' Day celebration held by Count Bartleby Lothied, the current master of the County of Marat, who is, at the moment, squatting on lands owned by the Stavian family and the PC's own patron, Princess Eutropia Stavian. Uh, we have just finished the joust where the PC's friend had, uh, friend Baron O'Kara was victorious and, in his, as part of his victory celebration, presented Glanville with a bouquet of hyacinths. Fantastic. I look forward to, uh, returning the favor later. Woo! <laughs> so, you have all been gathered to the garden where the Count is going to make a quick speech in honor of the, the Tanager Jubilee and, and thank everyone for coming. And then, and, yes, friends, friends, Thank you all. I appreciate your presence here today, both our new friends and, of course, our very old friends. He gestures at Baroness Voinum, who just shoots him a nasty look. <laughs> Charming as ever, yes. Well, as you all know, the Tanager Jubilee takes its name from the original founding of the County of Marat and the Palace of Birdsong, when my ancestor originally began to assist in digging the foundations and a scarlet Tanager lighted upon his shovel as a show of divine grace and proof that the gods were behind our noble family here in the County of Marat. And as he's talking, he starts gesturing. He starts walking forward a bit. Everybody give me perception checks. Okay. I rolled awful. Ugh, <laughs> uh, oh, 13. 26. Cool. I got 16. 7. Alright. Xavier, this is all in your hands now. As... The Count begins to walk forward. You spy a thin wire strung along the edge of the deck that he is headed right for. It looks like it's set up for some kind of trap, and you notice just as his foot's coming down on top of it. What are you doing? Are you are you shouting out a warning? Are you just going to wait and see what happens? Are you going to rush to his aid? Yeah, so how much time do I have? Like, could I run up and tackle him? You have, like, half... You can run up and tackle him. You can you can maybe cast a spell. You have half a breath to do something. Yeah, all right. I'm just going to have to get physical with him. <laughs> Give me a reflex save. Can I... Like, I, like I, I see myself running up and saying no, but can I be a little more eloquent than that? I am, I am a wit. 
<laughs> Fall not for the trap. If you can think of something eloquent to say in two syllables. No pressure. Good luck, because I had something. <laughs> it's like six syllables. No time. <laughs> Stop! Now! So eloquent. <laughs> Very witty. Give me a reflex save. 11. Oh. I've got a pretty good reflex. So, oh, this goes badly. <laughs> so you go running forward, stop, and you push the count, like, bodily backwards. Stop now. I had two syllables. Yeah, stop now. As you charge in, you shove him back as after his foot hits the wire. And you suddenly feel a piercing pain in the middle of your oh. back. Everyone watching, a crossbow bolt oh. has just plunged two inches deep into Xavier's back. Um, Karox clearly runs up to his side. <laughs> yep. Same. Before you have a chance to do that, uh, first of all, take five damage and give me a fortitude save. Ten, because my fortitude is not good. Oh, this is bad. So, yeah, the the whole area around the wound just burns. You can feel something in your wound. Uh. Take two points of con damage. Oh, that's the one I don't like to take. As you, you, you lose your footing and stumble to your knees, the... The, the Count looks down at you, just horrified, and immediately, like, starts calling for medical aid from his servants, and, and has you, like, laid out. Okay, and just to play it out, like, I wasn't shot by security. This is what that tripwire did? Yes. Okay. Or rather, you were not struck by security. To the best of your knowledge, the guards are not carrying poison-tipped crossbows. Okay. Yes, uh, Karak would like to rush over and commence to heal. <laughs> you, you, you hear somebody, like, in the those of you who are still in the crowd hear mumblings about, like, oh god, the Night Swan! The Night Swan! It must be the Night Swan! She's here! Oh, so it is a she. Yeah, she's very. Okay. Yeah, the Swan May at the lake, remember? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. alright. Can I whisper to Karok? Make me look sympathetic! Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, Baron Lothied immediately sends a servant in back for an antitoxin. Ooh, you get all your hit points back. Nice! I can also lesser restoration you. Um, I will I'll use an antitoxin. Because I am right here, and I'll use it right now. <laughs> I do, so let's play this out so that Lily gets the poison out of my system before okay, you heal yeah. the damage it does. Alright. So, yeah, yeah, the... Give him the antitoxin to... Give me another fortitude save. It burns like an electric eel is burrowing into me, but it's not electric. It is more of a fire eel. <laughs> My good man, you're hallucinating. <laughs> Stay with us, man. He's in so much pain, but he's handling it so well. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed, Garo. <laughs> Stay strong. I am, but I am also trying to really make people understand the pain I am in. You're, you're doing it. So have you, has, has Lily given him the antitoxin? <laughs> oh yes, definitely. Does that give me another save? I'm not sure how the antitoxin works. Uh, yes, you take a save and you get a plus five bonus. Oh, so 24. 
24. You are you are feeling much better. You're you're going to be weak for a little while, but and? you know the the servant comes running up with an antitoxin, and the Baron just like slaps it out of his hands. You fool! You're too slow. This man could have died while you were waiting. I, are you sure I don't need more antitoxin? Xavier <laughs> <laughs> uh, gets his uh, climb back. Yeah, well, this oh, worked wow. out really well. Yeah. <laughs> Go team. My good yeah. men, thank you so much. My God, such bravery! I've never witnessed such heroism in my entire life. Is it truly bravery if you just? No to act. <laughs> My God, that's that's heroism, sir. Oh. To your feet. Even if I was in a better condition to argue with you, I don't know if I could. I make a real show of like <laughs> uh, making sure all the blood shows when I help Xavier up to his feet. My God, Karak. This this gentleman is the sort of loyalty that this empire was founded on. Good show, sir. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about What loyalty. is your name? Xavier Saveur. Xavier Saveur, you are a friend of the crown. And I'm with the Bettany family. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be key or we'll be sure to be keeping an eye on the Bettany's. <laughs> Karak, how does it look? <clears throat> Looks like you're in pain, but it's not uh, it's it's not just taking away from your track. My shirt. How does my shirt look? Holy and bloody. <laughs> ah. Stylishly ripped. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then the Count immediately sends for one of his shirts for you. Oh, really? All right. <laughs> they're, they're very be... high quality. Yeah, but, yeah be... but it'll cover up his abs. I'll find a way. Just tie it. <laughs> like one of those girls that ties the, like, you know, button up shirt. Yeah, there, there we go. There was a chorus sounding right next to them right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that, that sort of ends the speech and people sort of distributed, or, like, breaking up and gossiping. Uh, the uh, Gelgisthern runs off with several of the guards just, like, investigate what's going on. Uh, you can see a few guards up in one of the upstairs windows, like, they found, like, a crossbow rigged up with some side of little gadget and concealed under a black cloth. So, wait, how far away was this thing? If we go to the map. Oh, we have a map. So yes, the the Baron was standing here. Yep. And the crossbow shot came from up here, oh. a window on the second floor. Oh. Hmm. Do we huh. have enough? Uh, can I detect uh, magic on the tripwire? Uh, you can. There there does not seem to be any magic on it. So this was a really long tripwire. Yes. Elaborate. Is there enough residual poison to try to identify the toxin that was used? Mm. <laughs> yes, there is. Okay. Uh, give me a craft alchemy check or a knowledge nature. I think I'll do craft alchemy. Has somebody removed the crossbow from Xavier yet? Uh, yeah, when we were healing yes. him. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so let's see. 30. Uh, 30. This is... Ooh. A double dose of black adder venom. Oh, <laughs> I've mixed up some of this. I mean, how interesting. <laughs> so I have never seen very this very toxic. It, it basically just seizes up the entire cardiovascular system. <laughs> and I've got quite the cardiovascular system. Actually, no. You know what? Looking at my con, I do not. <laughs> if I have a flaw, it's cardio. If you have a flaw. <laughs> It's, yeah, if you have a mortal enemy, it's like day. I really do have black adder. It's right here. It's on my card. <laughs> oh, we all believe you. Yeah, no one was... Uh, well, no then don't was... let anybody search you. 
Oh no, I haven't made it yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> well, not until you can mix yourself up a black adder. Yeah. Yeah. So who, like, uh, who's tending to me right now besides my own people? Karak, uh, the the count is there with you, and okay. several of his servants are like have brought you like a warm bowl of water and some some sponges to clean yourself up and make yourself presentable. And <laughs> you make a big show. He's offered of you like... a glass of yeah. wine for the pain or a glass of whiskey for the pain. Yeah, all right, I'll take that. Okay. I want to look at the crowd and see if anybody is terribly disappointed. Uh. Give me a sense motive check. Uh, 18. Well, I don't know why I'm rolling. That would basically just be a take 10 sort of situation. You don't notice anybody who seems to be... Everybody seems shocked. You'd guess Baroness Voinum looks a little disappointed, but you get the impression <laughs> she doesn't really hide yeah. her dislike for the, the count. Hmm. It was more of like a, well, that would have been nice, but... <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't strike me as the one to go for lethal clapbacks. Yes, so your brave sacrifice, Xavier, has mm -hmm. immediately shifted the Count's attitude towards you to friendly. Good. Uh, so I look him in the eye and say, are you securing the compound, or are you trying to lock it down to keep everyone here? Oh, we have an investigation. We can't cancel the entire event, but I have Galgisern on it. He is my top man. Guards are looking at it. It seems to have been established several days ago, so whoever set this up is long gone. Sounds like there's a mystery afoot. No mystery at all. It's that dastardly Night Swan, the anarchist. And sorry, there Night was an assassination Swan. attempt on you and you are not canceling your party? I cannot cancel it in front of everyone. It would be a show of weakness. The Night Swan wants to disrupt our, day of, or our uh, daily lives. I respect that. We will stand <laughs> brave and party. <laughs> Speaking of stand, I think by now I can stand up. Oh, Karak was helping you stand up. Oh, thank you, Karak. Well, now I can stand up on my own, brush it off, press the digitation myself because a sponge won't do. <laughs> the sponge is lightly scented with let's go with juniper oil can oil up your abs yeah alright should... <laughs> <laughs> I'll use magic to clean myself but I'll use that to just refresh my glean. yeah give yourself a little rub down with the juniper oil afterward <laughs> goodness gracious you, you, you notice the, the count's eyes kind of linger on your bronze chest <laughs> I mean do I notice I'm so used to it Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe I noticed. Let me, let me roll perception. That's a ten. Oh, God. <laughs> Lord knows I know this. <laughs> Carol's used to it. <laughs> so, uh, then if the party is still going on, this was the last thing on the schedule as far as what the uh, Purple Finch told us. Where, where do we go now? Uh, well, we'll be having dinner now, of course, and I've arranged for some entertainment. I, I would be honored if you, if your party sat with me tonight. We will take you up on that honor. I can, of course, of course, Baron O'Carroll will be there as, as the victor from today's joust, and uh, I think you will find the meal quite pleasant. My chefs have whipped up something very special. Excellent. Well, then, we will see you at dinner. I think for now we should just 
convene as a family and make sure that we are all okay after this terrible certainly turn of certainly we'll be eating in about Indeed. 20 minutes once the guards have finished making so sure everything is secure uh, I have several of my spellcasters reviewing the kitchen as we speak to ensure nothing untoward has been done to the food mm. in the meantime please uh, would you I would you like to rest we've got some private chambers here that would be yes nice. please uh, uh, yeah. uh, yes yes Zavi, you need to rest after such a such a trial I mean the, the, it is past I I did something heroic and I have been healed for it he's, he's he has several of the uh, several of the servants show you down to a lounge in the private quarters down on the south side of the, the palace and... And, and while we're walking I need to check with check with my niece to make sure now nothing has untoward gone with gone with the food, right? Really? Not that I haven't. Not that I would know. Of. Should it, do you need me to check oh, on okay. it? Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. Just 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 making sure. I, I... Making sure of what? <laughs> well, I mean, they're not serving your cupcakes. I figured jealousy might have set in. <laughs> I don't know what you're insinuating, Glanville, and frankly, I don't like it. <laughs> so anything you're doing while you're you're off on your own here for a few minutes well as, um like on route to the private room you mean or are we in the private room now oh you you're at the private room okay at this good. Point. It's, okay it's just a little like a little lounge a little den over here that looks over the front of the property detect magic on the room i want to make sure there's no spy divination magic in here uh, there's a very vague abjuration effect that, I mean, I won't make you roll spellcraft. It is basically something to cancel specifically uh, divination effects, oh, or okay. at least impede them. Interesting. I was assuming maybe it was like uh, magic plastic on the couches. <laughs> okay, so first off... <laughs> yes, first off, Lily, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't sure if this was maybe going to be a fireball. I, if this was your plan, I did not mean to disrupt it. <laughs> <laughs> you Lily, just need to tell us do? when you have these plans, Lily. I can't believe the accusations right now. <laughs> I wasn't accusing you, Lily. I totally did not think you had anything to do with this. In, in all no. fairness, I have literally <laughs> never poisoned anyone no. in front of you all. No. It's true. You have <laughs> no basis to call her out on any of this. <laughs> I keep being told that. <laughs> just her vehement denials. <laughs> I was going to say, first of all, Ogdrin, great job with the jousting. Oh, good to hear. <laughs> it was incredible. I'll tell you all the details later. And Xavier, um, while it's upsetting that you got that crossbow bolt, um, I suppose you still did a really good thing in saving him. Ultimately, the saving of him is not the best benefit of it. One is I did stop something that could have killed yes. an entire crowd no, of people. That was my more great but the other thing is that now any sympathy he could have received has hopefully transferred That's over to me. why I said it was good. Uh, fine. <laughs> just... Then, Karak, you're right. <laughs> I just, it, was, it would have been nice if, if I'd seen him get it instead of you, is what I'm saying. I agree. Can I look around the room for clues, like a magical bug, or maybe like a, <laughs> some, I don't know, you know, all kinds of weird stuff. I want to look around for clues. Well, I mean, it's it's just a little den. Uh, there's there's some plush chairs and a couch and a little gaming table. Uh, there's bookshelves with various like light reading material and some some little chests with cards and game pieces in them. Hmm. 
it's, you know, for whiling away the days, it's not like a fancy, well, I mean, it is fancy. It's not a meeting room specifically. It's a little, a little place aside from the rest of the palace that's quiet. Okay. Glenville Lily, I do want to consult your expertise. Please, uh, consult. Sepsinia, who I believe we all suspect is the, the Night's One, correct? We are yes. all on the same page there? Uh, well, I mean, they told us it was a fairy now, right? So Yes. You still don't did buy they, that? Did yes. they tell me? I wasn't there for that. I thought... I missed that. But it seems highly unlikely for a fairy to use a crossbow and a tripwire and very complicated setup. Yeah, now maybe maybe I've been uh, hanging think? out with y'all a lot, but my hmm. paranoia is getting up. Maybe I'm thinking the Baron, uh, Baron uh, sorry, the Count set this up on himself. Maybe it was so close. To uh, yeah. How, how do you get a crossbow into this place? Well, that and, mean, uh, that means the Night Song would have to have help from the inside. Mm. Yeah. Well, you do know that they had they've been setting up the party for a few mm. days, and like the Purple Finch, for example, your your gesture yeah. guide is. All the jesters they've hired are all people from town. They've That's probably true. brought on a lot of extra staff in the last two, three days. So what you're saying is the purple finch is the night song. Gotcha. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> no, no. I guess they. Must, I mean, they couldn't have been frisking every single person every day. So I guess someone yeah. could have smuggled that in. I just don't know how. Um, if it was set up days ago, no one accidentally set it off before now. I mean, look yeah, at all somebody... the stuff I smuggled in, and I hold out my coat, and there's an entire <laughs> kitchenware set. You just hold up your skirt, and there's, like, a repeating crossbow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, what the heck? <laughs> uh, but you make a good point. Somebody probably would have had to set up the trap and then waited until today to set the tripwire. Yeah. And I... Septinia, she just does not seem that she has the energy to have pulled off such a, uh, a feat uh, not as much as I would love to fancy that she is anything more than just a, a, a emotionally affected teenager it more likely is that she is simply being um, distraught after mm. the death of her lover in which I begin yeah, to recount her. all of the various rumors that my character has been able to uncover throughout the day so if I tell you that she uh, detected faintly of enchantment and necromancy magic, not enough to be a spell, but to be something magic adjacent. Oh, really? That is quite disturbing when framed with a recently dead loved one that she oh, misses yeah. dearly. What could it be? What could this spell or spells that, mm. or something like a spell, but not as powerful as a spell? Is she still spending her nights with her lover? <laughs> This, this is quite concerning. We we need to investigate that at a future date. But it doesn't seem to lean itself towards, you know, uh, high-tension assassination attempts. And I'm sorry, did I hear something about a fairy? Yes, they they, they think that the nice one is, is, is a swan maiden, a fairy. But again, tripwires and crossbows, not a... You know, rousing speech, cursing descendants from the rooftops instead. Well, we don't know that it was her who set up this trap. They just mm -hmm. assumed it was her. Yes, yes, yes. But it was black adder venom, the kind that could be easily harvested from the local wildlife. 
Right, or bought for coins on the black market in Taldor. True. And aren't Fae known for their trickery? I, trickery, yes, but crossbows and, yeah, and, and tripwires? Crossbows are a kind of trickery. Instead, <laughs> instead of, like, enchantments and, and, and traditional longbows and satyrs? I suggest that crossbows are the best surprise. Who said that? <laughs> God. <laughs> So you hear a little <clears throat> behind mm. you. Oh. Purple finch. Uh, you see, you see the purple finch back there. She is not smiling and grimacing at you. She's like, uh, "They're about to start dinner. Uh, would you like me to get your place?" Uh, um, yes, yes. Um, before you do, would you like nice. another drink while there's no one around to see? Oh God, yes, thank you. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Press the digitation away. The smell on her breath. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm Alista, by the way. Thank thank you so much for. Last year I got stuck with Dame Crab, and oh man, oh. did she really demand a lot of jokes. Oh wow. Well, you know what? It's just nice to have you here to guide us. So it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've done quite excellent. And then I yes. go ahead and, and tip her. <laughs> oh. Oh hey, thanks. Oh, she's tipsy enough as it is. <laughs> Never seen one of those. <laughs> Oh. When you're arranging for the seats for our party, can you make sure that my seat is closest to uh, to the Baron? Yeah, the, the Baron's already asking that you sit next or sit at his table. I'll I'll see what I can do. Oh, he has excellent. <laughs> and yeah, by the time you get back out there, the the ballroom has been set with you know large banquet tables. The the regular dining room is a bit small for the forty guests that are here for the event. Uh, tables are sort of set up in a large U-shape, uh, there's already various salads and fruits and breads and, and jams and jellied meats out on the table, and, uh, people get settled in, get comfortable, uh, you've got a seat next to the Count, who is just beams at, uh, at Xavier. I don't want to sit next to Titus, but I do want to sit with an eyesight of Titus. Of course. <laughs> they, they've put. Yes, is Titus sitting at the council table? <laughs> Titus is not. Titus is over at one of the more remote tables. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? <laughs> On the way to the table, can I pass Parthena and kind of whisper, is there anything anything juicy you would like me to pick up? <clears throat> She's in the middle of a sip of wine and just. Any direction you think I should take the conversation. I'm quite that good, kind dear. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, so All right. everybody can take a, a quick social round as dinner comes out. Uh, they they actually parade the animals around the tables, like dressed in nice ribbons, and there's a yearling deer and like several lambs and several exotic birds which are traditional for the uh the tanager jubilee uh and they're all paraded around to some some nice music and and some of the nobles are delighted by the spectacle and some of them look a little uncomfortable but polite and uh so they go back they go back to the kitchen and you hear some very faint bleeding and yelping over the sounds that the music provided and people make conversation over jams and toast and fruits and 
other dinner accoutrement as uh, as the rest or as the main course is being cooked. Uh, there are several halfling performers going through some music. Uh, you've got a social round, basically, as people eat. Are we doing a social initiative? Uh, we can, or you could pick who goes first. It's just one round uh, this turn. Let's just go left or right with the little boxes on the screen. Oh, I don't have the screen in front of me, so somebody else is going to have to call out initiative. Okay, so we'll go Param, Ryan, Jason, me, Kat. Param! Alright, well, I will express uh, my gratitude that he's safe, but my disappointment that I didn't get to see uh, him in his heroic stature again as I continue to flirt with Baron O'Kara with diplomacy. <laughs> Oh, 17. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let that shift him. Oh, wait. That is not Baron O'Kara, that is Baron Spoinham. He's, uh, he's definitely sort of, well, I'm, I'm quite glad you liked the show. I, I don't really get it to joust like I used to, so it was, it felt good. It felt very good. Yes. <laughs> I'm beginning oh. to think that uh, party goer is uh, Taldor's most dangerous profession after our last couple of experiences. <laughs> well, it's beginning to feel that way, but I mean, I believe this time we didn't see hired mercenaries. <laughs> Indeed. All right, uh, Jason. Oh, do we have to stay at the table we're at? Can I kind of wander around a little bit, talk to other uh, people? I, I'm saying you can, yeah, wander and chat a little bit. It's a long, casual meal. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, I uh, just want to go over to Baroness Voinem and, and, and say, like, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Carrick there, uh, let me know that uh, you were you were you were in the military once, and I just want to say, you know, uh, same same here, and, and, and thanks, uh, thanks for your service. Oh yes, I saw your display out there. Quite impressive, sir. Uh, thank you, thank you. I, I feel like I could have done a little better. Couple places, but uh, it was a uh, heck of a good time. Well, the skills we learned as a soldier aren't always best applied in the court. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. I don't really have any great skills <laughs> <laughs> to talk with her with, so I'm just gonna try to get a sense motive on her and see if there's something else I can learn about her. Go for it. Uh, it's a twenty, actually. Oh, nice. Um, let's see. Um, you can tell she's the kind of person who, she's got a lot of respect for tradition and a lot of respect for Taldor's history, but she's not incredibly happy with the way people use that as a shield against criticizing politics nowadays. Like, you can tell she is an actual student of history, not somebody who just talks about Taldor's glory. Right. So you get the feeling if you if you presented that sort of facade, it would be easier to get to know her. Or in your case, probably not a facade. But. So it's supposed to be Ryan's turn next, but if he's okay with it, I'd like to just piggyback on that. I am okay with it. Okay. Because I was going to come over and sit by Uncle Ogdren, but I see him get up and walk over to her. Uh, so I'm just going to um, step in and... Are we talking about Taldoran history? You know, I studied Taldoran law at Opara University. Did you, dear? Oh, uh, 
I did. I was studying to be uh, an investigator for the for the Oparin Watch, and I have history and local, and I can definitely talk law. <laughs> uh, all right. But do you understand history? That's sort of the essential difference. Hmm. I, we were taught. We were taught to recite it. We weren't taught to understand it, and I felt like that was a crime. I had to take it upon myself to really learn the lessons from the brutal history of Taldor. All right. Uh, give me a knowledge history check. Okay. As you... It's knowledge, so I get inspiration for free on it. That's the only reason you wanted this. Maybe. All right. Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> so, she does seem. Oh, you do seem to have at least a passing understanding of what you've been studying. That's a very refreshing change from the rest of these idiots. Becoming an officer of the law was a life's passion of mine. I sure hope that I do understand this letter pretty well. Your passion shows despite your years. Thank you. And I'll do a little curtsy. Thanks for helping me out there. Thanks for helping me out. I got you, Uncle Ogden. Thanks for your help with Titus. No, that was my pleasure. (laughs) All right, uh, Brian. Yes, I'm going to chat up my new buddy, Bartleby. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. He's he's definitely quite impressed with you and your stories and your heroism. Uh, Are you going to talk Arcanum? Are you going to just diplomatize him? Do you want to sense motive to try and learn a bit more about him? Diplomacy, but basically the avenue I'm taking is like, you were so calm in the face of an assassination attempt. How does one train that skill? All right. Well, give me the, give me diplomacy. Twenty-three. Oh, it's not a skill, my friend. It is breeding and talent. Some things just can't be learned. Now, my father, my father, solid administrator, excellent man. No strength of character at all, I'm afraid. But I am, of course, as skilled an administrator and have quite the courage. I am one of the greatest fencers in the county, you know. I did not know that. Oh, yes. Well, I've been practicing since I was eight. Quite the the endeavor. My, My sisters were always impressed and quite talented themselves, but I've easily outshone them and eventually outgrew local competitors. I dueled for a time in, in Opara, but youthful fancy and all. Then, and excuse me for saying this, but are you putting your talents to best use here with the incoming who knows what is happening with the political struggle? Should you be more in a capital city? Ah, well... Perhaps it's where I'd like to be, but I'm I'm simply not emperor material myself, despite my family's long and, and quite impressive pedigree. We've always loyally served the throne without setting our sights on it ourselves. Uh, I'm sorry, I was not suggesting that you would be the person to go for the emperor's title. Oh, I understand that there's no. more than just a desire. But yes, an emperor-adjacent position. You know, I, I see where you're aiming for this, but no, there is so much value in delivering the heartland of Taldor to the sort of people who will keep this nation safe. Hmm. 
would I be able to uh, perhaps shadow you when someday when you are really in your element so that I may bring it to Statius and uh, hopefully help the Bethany family uh, <laughs> imitate your glory. Replicate, by, by all means, you are welcome to visit the palace any day you like. We can, of course, accommodate you for, for overnight stays. You are a man of obviously good breeding and good character. I will be taking you up on this offer. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would be insulted if you didn't consult my arcane library. You, you are clearly a student of the arts yourself, as is your master. Oh, uh, much like you, it is more of a talent than uh, something I have studied, but uh, Glanville, my master Glanville, would appreciate that if the offer extends to him. Well, of course it would extend to him. He's quite the charming man. He certainly seems, certainly seems to have his hand full with that clearly his niece. Yes, in some ways, some people would say he is as charming as me. So yeah, you, you bond with him a bit, you chat a little. It's it's clear he thinks that uh, uh, Lily is an illegitimate child rather than, you know, a niece. But Well I do okay. not address that <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> and no similar theories about Karak? Yeah, I thought I was gonna be the only illegitimate child here. Well, obviously Karak is some sort of illegitimate child, but is too uh, is too young to be Glanville's uh, son, so Possibly brother, possibly cousin. Okay, so you know, Karak is the low-hanging theory, whereas Lily is like, this yes. is the juicy guy. You know, well, Karak the... is only 23. <laughs> well, how old is Gladville? Like, 47. Oh! You could absolutely be Glanville's illegitimate son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gladville is old. He's, he's been around the courtly block a few times. <laughs> um... But yes, the and has the, the illegitimate children to show for it. Apparently, the theories that no, that's the problem actually. <laughs> yeah, Bartleby's theory is that either Lily is Glanville's lover, but they can't say anything because it's unseemly, or oh my goodness, illegitimate child, or possibly both. <laughs> okay, that's no, that's their well, this is Taldor. Oh, yeah, gosh. it's very scandalous. So, yeah, I uh, act like I don't pick up on any of those subtle theories of his. All right. And just kind of weave away from the conversation anytime that comes up. Karak, are you doing anything this round? Uh, yeah, Karak kind of wanted to stick close to Xavier, so um, maybe he's going to just sort of listen in and be supportive, and he's going to try to sense motive on uh, Bartleby. All right. The 19. Oh, you can get from the way he's talking that, like, not only does he have a very clear vision, let's say, of how the social order works, you get the impression he is offended at people trying to challenge that. So you think if you try and, like, talk up, like, how downtrodden the, the common folk are or how much they suffer, mm -hmm. that is probably mm -hmm. going to alienate him. All right. Perfect. Glad I didn't even bring them up. <laughs> also, you know I'm going to be reporting back to Glenville and Lily <laughs> what oh, yes. the Count thinks of their situation. Just FYI. So, as dinner starts to wind down a bit, the jesters come out with, like, little baskets with silk sachets in them. Like, 
and trumpets sound from around the hall, and all the nobles immediately perk up and start clapping, like everybody knows exactly what's gonna happen, and they are so excited, and Purple Finch comes around to you quietly and hands you a basket. There are... Uh, one, two, three, four, five... There are 15 sachets in them. And... Okay. Like, immediately walks off. Everybody else is standing up and holding, and all of them are getting one out. And the I'll trumpets... One out. The trumpets sound again. And you hear... You hear, like, a like a skitter-skitter sound coming from the directions of the kitchen, or the, the servant's passage. I'm, I'm looking around What's and waiting that? to see what people do. Yeah. What's going on? And I also take one out. And then the doors to the servant's passage open wide, and you see a chariot pulled by a great Dane with a halfling dressed as a Talden horse officer riding behind in a chariot. The halfling looks terrified and is holding on for dear life, and the dog is just tearing down through the ballroom. Several other chariots follow... And all of the nobles just go nuts. Uh, the halflings do not look like they are in control of the situation, but they are trying their best. And uh, you, you hear everybody start to make wagers on like which halfling is going to win. <laughs> it looks uh, like this is some kind of race. And what are they doing with their sachets? Just... They are winding up to start throwing. Let me see if I can find the art for this. Uh... <laughs> and yeah, so, Ogdrin, I try and get an idea. Are you offended as somebody who is basically being parodied? Oh my goodness. So, here's the situation in visual form. Yeah. <laughs> it does huh. look terrified. Now, at least the halfling doesn't look like they are strapped to this chariot. No, so they no, at least... they are... <laughs> you, you think you recognize at least one or two of them as servants who were wandering around earlier? Right. Mm. Okay. Their first mistake was helmet down. They'll be so fine. We each have five sachets. I'm going to assume we're going to be trying three. to hit a oh, three. So I guess we're trying to hit. It looks like as the halflings are racing around, like different nobles are like, they're everybody's kind of betting or, or picking out which ones they like and are hauling out and like striking the other ones. And every time one of the halflings gets hit, they, like, sputter. It explodes into, like, brightly colored powder. And, you know, the halflings are blinded for a second or, or start wheezing and coughing and, and skitter. Like, those rickety chariots kind of, like... Sorry, can you explain a sachet? Uh, I don't, I don't like know what I'm supposed to be seeing. It's like colored powder, so we're throwing yeah, it Yeah, it's like a little silk bag full of them. colored powder, and it pops it's open. It's like a color run. Like, oh, color, okay. It's like a water balloon of powder. Yes, it's a water right. balloon filled with powder. One. So these halflings look like they're having an awful time, don't they? The halflings do not look like they are comfortable with this. I am I am uncomfortable too. Um, give me a... Karak's going to throw his sachets. <laughs> and, give me, <laughs> and give me a perception check as this is going on. All of us? Uh, yes, everybody. Okay. Nine. Okay. Fifteen. 19. Uh, anyone else? I'm sorry, I was just staring at, at, at Baron again. Glenn <laughs> 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 was like, what? So, you, none of you seem to notice 
like anything in particular aside from like this is utter chaos and most everybody seems delighted by the weirdness. And they're doing a full circuit around the dining tables? Uh, yes, it looks like they're doing multiple laps around the dining tables. Can I wait until there's plausible deniability that a halfling, or sorry, between me and a halfling is Titus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes you can. And then I throw. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. I'm throwing. Give me a... That would be great if you just got hit by five of them all at once. It's like, well, now it's hard to deny. So is anybody throwing at the halflings? I'm throwing at the halflings. Well, I'm trying to hit the chariots more than the halflings, but, you know. Give me give me a, a ranged attack check. The 13. 13 misses. Yep. So. Yeah. Roll, Ryan, roll me a ranged attack check. Oh, I rolled poorly, but I'm very good at that. 15. You managed to smack Titus in the back of the head with one of your colored sachets. <laughs> each group seems to have a specific color, so it's no secret who just hit him. We must be purple. Does he, uh, <laughs> does he turn around? Yeah, he turns around and just glares at you. And you see his hand kind of go to his sword, and his friends are like, yeah, but does he know if it was Ogdrin or Xavier or like... He's gonna assume it was either Xavier or Ogdrin. Okay. Me, I've barely interacted with him. <laughs> well, but this is clearly the sort of garish prank a servant would pull. <sighs> Alright then. Glad I hit him. <laughs> For the last two, can I toss them like haphazardly? I don't want to have any left, but I don't want to make any effort to hit the halflings. Okay, yeah, that's very easy to do. And yeah, everybody seems to have a delightful time as the race winds up. Uh, some groups clearly seem to think they're halfling one. Afterwards, the, the servants have a very difficult time sort of recapturing, like, calming the dogs down and getting them, like, scooted back out of the hall, and everybody just finds it delightful. <laughs> Can I pull Alista close and whisper to her? Yes. Uh, I'd, I'd like to ask her in halfling. Um, please forgive my ignorance, but I assume those halflings are not very happy about the situation. You just kind of do what you gotta do. Dreadfully sorry to hear that. So... Yeah, that said, uh, you see Gulgis Saren sort of standing next to uh, next to you for a moment, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Gives you sort of a look up and down, gives you kind of a polite nod, like, I I absolutely saw you trying not to hit my staff. Interesting, okay. Not what I was expecting from this guy. I will give him a polite nod back. take one more social round and then I think that will end up this uh, this adventure or this session okay. so this adventure. we saved the crown Ogdrin <laughs> <laughs> yes. why don't we go with Ogdrin first sure okay great um, aye 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 uh, 
yeah, people are socially just... are socializing and milling around yeah. and like talking about the dogs and how funny it was that halflings would dress like they belonged to the military. And... Yeah, not. Can I commiserate with um, um, uh, Baroness Voynum about the sort of military mockery that just happened? Absolutely. I will give you a plus yeah. two bonus yeah, for that. It's good. I don't have any. Uh, you can also use. I think we established she's okay on horsemanship. She likes history, like any skills that sort of relate to, like knowing Taldor. I'll, I'll try. I'll try ride if that's okay. Go for it. She's tricky. There. This is just a. This seems like a real, uh, real shame. That was. Um, that was an L11. Oh, plus two, thirteen. She's she's certainly not offended, but she's like, Ugh, it's such a display, and every year, <laughs> every year, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Ugh, it is. Ugh, I miss the former count. He was quite the dull man, but at least he kept things running around here. Well. <sighs> Alright, who wants to go next? Can I take Gulgasarn aside for a minute? Yes! So I say, uh, I assume you've been listening into the conversation I've been having with the Count. He has invited me, effectively giving me all access to the castle, but I am sure, as someone who is uh, invested in the security of this Count and this castle, what do I actually have access to, and how should I go about it when I do want to come over and uh, see about using this uh, new privilege that I've been given? Mm, yes. Well, the Count is, uh, let's say, easily distracted. It does take some effort to keep him on his best behavior, but we make no secret that the library here is available for those wishing to avail themselves of the arcane study. Uh, would of course send a messenger beforehand as is polite and well if you plan to stay more than an evening then an additional few days notice so that we can ensure the pantry is stocked is appreciated I can do all of those things as... is there anything else I can do to make your job easier oh, yes well you can start by treating my servants with basic dignity and respect which I have not noticed to be a problem with you. No, in fact, I uh, have come to enjoy the Purple Finch. As far as security goes, uh, of course the royal apartments are often limits. Those are reserved exclusively for use by the Emperor. Uh, and much of the upstairs is private living quarters for the Count and Count's family, uh, reserved for their visitations. Uh, we also have a numerous areas where secure documents are stored and would appreciate you keeping a respectful distance from them. Fine. And then finally, since we are speaking of security, is there any kind of investigation that would be going into this assassination attempt, and is there any way I can help? I'm already investigating it personally myself. Rest assured, this anarchist will be brought to swift and painful justice. Abadar wills it so. Um, can I make a sense motive to see if there's any other way I can influence this guy in the future? Uh, go for it. 
17. 17? Uh, you get the guy, or this guy is basically the, I mean, captain of the guard, handles internal security for the entire county. It doesn't seem like, he's, he's very guarded, he doesn't socialize much. Uh, he's going to be very difficult to influence, but you think you've made the best impression on him you can. Alright, sounds good. Alright. Who's next? Uh, Karok? Yeah, I don't really have any particular person I'm itching to talk to right now. Do you want to listen around for rumors, or like study people yeah. and try and learn about them, or...? Yeah, I'll just see what's going on in the aftermath of that display and uh, see what I can learn. Perception, is that what I'm... Uh... Yeah, yeah, let's go for perception. Oh boy, 14. That will get you a rumor as soon as I remember where the rumor table is. Anytime now. Somewhere in here. Roll me a d10. That's a nine. Nine. Apparently, Baronet Fort's gone native with a band of peasants southeast of Telus's land. <laughs> Even destroyed the old Gold Canyon Bridge to keep outsiders out. <laughs> I hear a witch got into his brain and stirred things up a bit. Positively scandalous. <laughs> that is one crazy rumor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. I'll share that with my friends. <laughs> Sorry, a witch has done what to the bridge? <laughs> him up. A witch got in and stirred up his brains. You know how those witches be. But mm -hmm. yeah, Baronet Fort, uh, southeast of Baron Tellus's land. And Tellus is the, the one who didn't bother to show up to the, the Jubilee this year. Yeah. yeah, that people are talking about. Yeah, didn't show up last year either, so. Kind of a dick. They didn't like him when he did show up, but they're complaining that he hasn't shown up. Yes, that's how Teldor works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to go see how common assassination attempts are on this uh, account. So I will let you do a diplomacy check to gather information. 23? 23. This is the first overt, like, violence against the count. At least, as far as anyone knows. This, I mean, the, the Night Swan has been targeting the count's lands and holdings and has been striking mostly around uh, Lothidar, the, the biggest city, the seat of the county, uh, just outside the palace. But this is the first time that she's struck within the palace that anyone knows about. So attacks on the hmm. barons, or on the count's life, not very common. Hmm. What's changed? Lily? Well, I don't have anything super exciting that I'm going to do, uh, but it's going to be in character, even if it doesn't help us very much. Uh, I want to get to know and kind of schmooze up Elistra, because I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for the help. Aww. The ones that don't try to kill you. Well, she's, she's still wearing her ridiculous bird mask and feather collar, but... I just don't know how. I don't know how to approach this. Back rub. Yeah, you think you're. You think you feel awkward. Can I offer you a seat? Oh no, I really can't sit down. But thank you. 
you're supposed to you're supposed to serve us am i right i'm supposed to guide you around and keep you on schedule but look i i appreciate the kindness but i'm i'm just a flautist i'm not like here to cause trouble i just couldn't say no to the paycheck i mean kind of literally no, that's respectable. It just, and I'll, I'll do this whole conversation in halfling. It just, it just saddens me she's to see such disrespect. Oh, I thought she was a halfling this whole time. No, no, she's human. Oh. She looks at you when you start oh. talking halfling and, oh. Oh, well then. You're, you're very short for your age. Um. You're one to talk. I mean, it's yeah, true. Now. It's true. Okay. I just hope you're well. I don't have. I don't have anything. <laughs> not a halfling. Not interested. Yeah, not a halfling. Well, I'm right. out of here. Whatevs. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just gonna turn around. I guess you've just been addressing your navel this whole time. <laughs> yeah. You've just been getting like, crouching down and like, how you doing, little girl? Talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna eat food and waste the rest of my turn in shame. <laughs> Alright. Well, now that you, now that we've shamed Lily, I think that wraps us up <laughs> for this current session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tune in next time when we learn what does a Talden Noble eat for breakfast? <gasps> Ooh, we're spending the night. The adventure continues next week. No Direction Adventurous is a production of the No Direction Network, found at nodirectionpodcast.com. Adventurous plays on the Roll20 virtual tabletop and uses the War for the Crown Adventure Path Roll20 products provided by and available at Roll20.net. Sirenscape provided our theme song and background music. Check them out at Sirenscape.com. And thank you once again to our loyal patrons. If you would like to know more, check out Patreon.com slash NoDirection.